Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the second episode of Eggs on Toast. Two Eggs on Toast, apologies. Wow, forgot the name、um, already, Dave. It's only been know, two、right? episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay, many more to come. Many more mistakes to come、yes. as well. So true. But、um, how are you doing, Hui Lin? How was your day? I'm doing good.、Um, today was pretty relaxing. Just had training at work. So I was really just sitting there on my bed and listening about. <laughs> hey,、consulting. but your week's been pretty exciting. Yes, it has.、Um, a lot of de- developments,、um, twists and turns, and it's the start of a very big roller coaster, hopefully a short one that ends positively. <laughs> yes, she's in many good conversations、yes. with people that could lead to something fruitful, I think. Yeah,、so. very fruitful. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't reveal too trying much to, yet. <laughs> trying to low key keep it confidential, I see. Yes. How are you doing? How are you doing in Canberra? I am well. So I think the last time we recorded it was three or four weeks ago. Since then, I've been kicked out of the place that I was in. I have、um, had to move about two times. I have faced very bitter cold, and like my car's been frozen, and like a lot of other things have happened. But hey, here we are. I'm still alive. I'm、uh, talking to you right now, so it's gotta be gotta be doing okay. But、um, yeah, I thought tumultuous、hey? times. <laughs> tumultuous times,、weeks. and I think that. Any kind of big move that you make in your life will come with these sorts of things, and it's almost as if the move is testing me to make sure that I, I really wanted to do this, and yeah, that's how it、uh, that's how it worked out, I guess. Yeah, it's good that you haven't regretted this yet. So, <laughs> yeah, sounds like it's been word, largely positive for you so far, despite everything you've been through. So. Yeah, that's a good sign. I know. Well,、um, getting to record these podcasts is a highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is just like going to shit, I guess. <laughs> what can we do? All good. So, what are we talking about today? That's a really good question, Helen. <laughs> Thank、I'll, you.、Uh, I'll go through some of the agenda items that we have today for our. <laughs> strictly. This is how we lead、meeting. our meetings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, so we actually wanted to talk about high school again, and we wanted to talk further about the what we learned at high school. I think last time we talked more about the social side of things. This time we wanted to talk about more of the the studies and the. Uh, kind of extracurriculars, that sort of thing,、um, in order to give you guys a better understanding of our lives, as well as maybe, hey, you can learn something from us. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, really excited to talk about all the throwback topics I have planned. <laughs> <laughs> I should I have prepared more for this? <laughs> don't <Maybe> . know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we start with talking about everyone's favorite topic in year twelve? I feel like I asked this question about a hundred times, and I answered it about a hundred times. So, what subjects did you do in high school, Dee? And how did you find them? That's a really good question, <laughs> and I actually have. 
probably forgotten some of the things that I did, but let's see if I can recount everything. So in year 11, I did maths methods three, four. So this is like, I'm just doing year 12 subjects for now. Um, so maths methods, which is like the, the second hardest maths. I didn't actually do specialist, which is like our hardest, but um, I did maths methods. Um, and then I did English, which is compulsory. Um, I didn't do English language, which is the other alternative. Um, and then other than that, I did physics, chemistry, and accounting as well. Now, I think I've missed one and I will not know before the end of this podcast what that is. But. Was it like economics <laughs> or something? No, it was, it wasn't a language either. Um, physics, chemistry, accounting. Bio? Oh yeah, IT. Algorithmic. Oh, you did IT? That, that makes sense. I didn't even I did know that was a thing. Which is like a, it's a subject, it's an actual subject. But I did this special unit called algorithmics, which they only run like one class off in very few schools. And yeah, that's like a uni subject, but you can make it rank within your top four if, if you get a high enough mark, which I did not. But right. So tell me, with, tell me you're smart without actually telling me that you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, it's more like, well, considering how my plant's doing right now, I should have probably taken biology. Oh, no. You bought it, <laughs> you bought it like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's already got like dying petals. And then this one looks so sad. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. But yeah, um, so tell me a bit more about your subjects. What did you do and how did you find them without telling me you're smart? Right, so I did um, bio, I did chem, I did EAL because, um, well, I'm not a citizen and I had just moved. I had less than seven years of English teaching in my life. Um, what else did I do? Accounting. Wow, I didn't think I'd forget my subjects. Exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this was such a big part of my life, um, but I can't even remember. Like, every, you know, gathering we'd go to, that's the only thing that people would ask us. Actually, damn. (laughs) Yeah, so legal was my last one. So, yeah, those six. Um, No wonder your plants look so fresh. (laughs) Yeah. All the biology. (laughs) Pay it off. (laughs) It was actually my time. Told you how to water your plants. <laughs> Don't water them every day. Yeah. Photosynthesis. Talk to them from time to time. Uh, but yeah. Um, how did I find them? I think, well, I really, really hated half my subjects. So the reason why I chose these subjects is because um, coming originally from Malaysia, there is a whole hierarchy about, you know, what subjects you take. And if you're in a science subject... Um, subject stream you're automatically considered really smart Um, and then people look up to you with respect and everything but if you touch anything business or commerce related um, then that's like social suicide right people look down on you you don't really hold anything um, in I guess the school community and because I was a prefect in Malaysia and I held that huge ranking I know it sounds like nothing much nothing important but it was actually like it actually meant a lot to me i wanted to continue this in australia so i held like summer leadership positions in school in australia 
And I thought that really smart subjects had to come along with it as well, so I chose chem. Um, I was not good at chem, it was so hard, I don't know how people did it. But I was really, really good at subjects that required a lot of memorizing, a lot of essay writing, um, and reading, so I was never really good at math subjects. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think we, one thing I've noticed when we've been preparing for interviews, actually, funnily enough, more, much, much more recently, is that that pattern is kind of carried through, right? Like, even when you're preparing for interviews, you tend to rely on memorizing things word for word, and that's how you perform. That's how when you actually get up on stage, or that's how when you get to an exam or to an interview, that's how you perform at your peak. So um, that has kind of carried through. Whereas I tend to, I'm a lot more understanding based. Like I will try to get a grasp of the material fully. And then, um, I might do some practice exams, but I definitely won't be memorizing answers or anything, which means I, I generally leave out some of the finer details, but I get the bigger picture. So it's like there's pros and cons and, I don't know, <laughs> each method, I think my method's easier. You obviously think yours is easier. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And I know people, yeah. Honestly, I think everyone should get to a point where they're like you and they understand things and so trying to memorize it. Like, I obviously do understand content, but I'd rather memorize everything. Like, I, I would memorize the whole textbook if I had to. <laughs> and I'd probably be really, be really good at it as well, but I just can't. I don't know, maybe I just don't trust myself as much to, I guess, speak on the spot and talk about things that I only understand but haven't really memorized, you know, word for word. Yeah, it's well, kind of think weird. about this podcast, for instance, right? Like, that's what you're doing now. You, you're not memorizing this or you haven't memorized this. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> we are creating this up on the spot. So... And all we have are, are dot points, so you're yeah, working on it. True, <laughs> here I, I am. Saying. Look at me. <laughs> I know, right? We're getting there. <laughs> How do you think she's doing, guys? Leave a comment. <laughs> Leave a comment. <laughs> Leave her some constructive criticism. On Messenger. <laughs> on LinkedIn. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're <laughs> on LinkedIn. If you want a new connection, if you want to grab a coffee, let me know. Grab a coffee. Send in your marriage proposal. Yes, <laughs> applications <laughs> rolling in very slowly at this point. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Well, we also wanted to talk more about these subjects that we chose. Do we regret choosing any of these subjects? Mm. Do you want to go first? Yeah. I think you mentioned methods already, right? Yeah, methods and chem. Um, definitely caused me a lot of suffering i yes i do regret choosing them i feel like i don't regret anything in my life except for you know choosing the subjects i wasn't really good at and i kind of knew i didn't really excel at to begin with i just kind of made myself think i was good at them i was really drawn to you know global studies literature and honestly if i could do vc again i would probably have picked them and done a lot better in those subjects than compared to chem. I mean, I think I would still have picked methods because you need it to get into a lot of courses. Um, that's fine. I actually didn't do say. too badly in it. But I think just chem was like really, really hard. Um, and I would have picked something else. So yeah. What about yeah, you? I feel like I think, you don't regret anything. 
I don't regret anything because the subjects that I did bad in, I had no choice at all. Mm. Like, I can't get rid of English. I oh, wish true. I could. <laughs> I really, really wish I could at this point. But um, yeah, I think accounting was kind of the, the one that I, I'm closest to regretting. Um, but I don't know what I would have picked other than accounting. Um, accounting was, and the reason for it is basically it was very theory heavy. Like, yes, half the questions are like balance a balance sheet. But then there's a lot of questions which are, which um, should this be a um, straight line depreciation or reducing balance depreciation? Justify your thoughts. And that's what I struggled with, with is that English thing. And that's, again, it comes down to, I have the understanding. I just don't remember the three or four dot points that they want us to hit. Yeah. If you don't miss, if you miss those keywords, then you're, you're kind of done. Yeah. And that's the difference <laughs> yeah. between like, what, a 49 and a 50. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've heard though in uh, further exams, it's even worse. Like you, mm. if you miss a question, that's like the difference between a 50 and a 45. Yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One reason I didn't uh, pick further. Mm, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I don't really regret choosing anything. I think that from high school, fairly good in terms of grades. I think I would have just studied a little bit less and tried to A, do other projects, do other shit, like do yeah. other projects, build my own um, side hustle, um, learn more about like the subjects that I was really interested in, um, make you know, it can be science or for me, it was probably full stack development. I really, really liked how some of the people in my school, we'll get into more in extracurricular, but some of the people in my school, they made like this app to make the projectors go up and down. Oh, that's pretty cool. just like, how did you do that? I want to learn. But like my parents make me go to like thousand hours of tutoring every oh, week. Yeah. And <laughs> we went to the same <laughs> tutor. Oh my gosh, we just learned that yes. like a few weeks ago that we actually ended up going to the same We actually tutor. didn't even meet through tutor, but we went to the same tutor, endured <laughs> the same struggles in that tutor program. <laughs> Asian parents. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't really regret choosing any subjects, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for me, honestly, school was more about learning how to learn rather than learning the actual subjects and I think I did that decently with my math subjects I just failed to do that in a few other subjects particularly English yeah fair so, enough like my method just didn't work in English I guess is what I'm trying to say mm -hmm. yeah but yeah what skills did you learn while going through high school um I think with my... And remember, this can be the whole of high school, not just... Ah, uh, true, school. yeah. I guess, looking back, I don't think I really picked up that much from learning content. Um, like, I don't even know what the Krebs cycle is anymore. But, yeah, um, it's like we've just forgotten. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know whether to be, you know, impressed or sad that I've gotten this far without knowing anything from high school. But I feel like what it's really taught me, it's um, discipline. 
I feel like I studied so hard every single day and like you, I would have probably studied less if I could do it again Um, because I feel like I was so burnt out that even if I studied, you know, a few hours, a few minutes more, it wouldn't really have contributed anything towards my ATAR in the end and yeah, um, I don't think it really could have benefited me and I feel like there's only so much you can study in year 12 and being forced yeah. to study, you know, 24 hours a day by Asian parents. Um, yeah, you're not really going to yeah. get any. I felt like it wasn't even just my parents. It was also my school. Yeah. Like my entire school was dedicated towards getting into, getting students into med, basically. Yeah. It's just a med farmhouse at that, at this point. Yeah. So that's how... Uh, that's what they did. They literally, you know, got you the highest ATAR and then, you know, you were going to get good UMAT scores and then get into med. That was the dream mm. of 90% of my cohort. Actually, my so school wasn't kinda... like that. But you went mm-hmm. to a selected school, so that's understandable. Exactly, yeah. 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 I can imagine, though, like for you, it would have been more about your parents and more about just... Wanting to do decently in life. Yeah, I think... Scared of being a failure. Exactly. It wasn't really my parents. It was also, like, myself pushing me to work harder and to get, like, that final score. Um, Yeah. But everyone else was pretty chill. Um, I don't really think anyone else in my school cared. I went to a really white girls' school, so you can imagine how (laughs) it was like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's quite different mm-hmm. us, but we still had that pressure either from ourselves or from our surroundings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's two different principles here that you touched on. So there's the principle of diminishing returns. You can only do so much until your the, the next 10 minutes that you study will literally not even matter with the in regards to how you perform. Yeah. The first 10 minutes you study are very important, but then it gets less and less important. And the other principle is obviously the Pareto principle. That's your 80-20 rule. Yeah. Like 80% of the work that you do contributes to 20% of the results. Other way around. 20% of the work that you do contributes <laughs> to 80% of the results. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we make mistakes here. I hope here. it's not the other way. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah. So... That's, I guess, uh, something to really live by when we're going through and learning things in high school. I think similarly, um, I would have also tried to work on side projects. I would have gotten LinkedIn if I knew what it was in high school because now I realize that... You know, I did get LinkedIn. Really? It was totally useless. It was so useless. I connected with my teachers. Oh, why I think there's still connections to this day. (laughs) so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's fine. Um, one of my teachers sent me a invite oh, no. because I signed up with my student email. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, you're on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay, if it was useless yeah. for you, then it would probably have been useless for me too. But I just see so many like posts about mentoring high school students and a lot of companies getting into it. Um, I don't know if that was the case in 2016, but maybe they've, they're trying to improve or maybe they're just trying to recruit people early. So I don't know. I feel like I would have 
wanted to get on that bandwagon if I knew that it was there. Yeah, if you knew that support was there, then you definitely would reach out for it. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a hundred other ways to access that support. You could Google it, but yeah, LinkedIn is a good platform. I think LinkedIn is a good platform after you've got something to show, either your part-time job or something else that you're volunteering that you've done, something else that you have to put on there. And then you can kind of use that as leverage to look for other opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like cadetships. Those are those are so cool. I've never heard of them before. Like, only heard of them when it was too yeah. late. Yeah. We yeah. missed Maybe it. Maybe that's something we regret. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I feel like I didn't really know what I, what I wanted to do um, when yeah. I was in high school anyway. I didn't spend any time extracurriculars. Maybe we'll get to that later. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's talk about life skills. So did school ever teach you, what would you think, what, what do you reckon school should have taught you that would have helped you future in, in the future when you're actually out in the real world? And how do you think someone who's in high school at the moment should go about compensating for that? Right. Life skills. Mm-hmm. I feel like my school did... I don't know. Well, we we had like cooking lessons when we were a bit younger, maybe year nine, ten. <laughs> so I feel like everyone kind woodwork. of knew how to. Oh yeah, there was woodwork, but I never like I was never part of that. Um, I feel like I regret not doing woodwork because sounds really fun. Um, but yeah, we had like cooking. I, do- I wasn't fucking allowed to. I picked really? it, and then my parents are like, oh, no. "No, you're gonna hurt your little fingers." No. <laughs> not your little fingies. <laughs> <laughs> Little chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't bite um, off your chicken nuggets. I don't know. I really liked cooking lessons. I feel like our school did a really great job on that. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't pick it as an elective in the later years because I really looked down on all these subjects because they weren't smart enough for me. I was a bit entitled. Um, <laughs> oh, right. I see. Entitled. Yeah, I know. Um, but I really loved them, actually. It was like a guilty pleasure. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think we had, like, finance lessons, too, um, which would have been a really good life, life school, like, learn how to manage your money. But on, honestly, that was just an elective, and I also didn't really care much about electives because it didn't really go towards your average, so I didn't pay attention. Um, so, <laughs> so I feel like if they taught me... Wait, you paid attention in any of the classes? Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) What do you mean you paid attention? What What do you mean I have a brain? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, um, I didn't actually pay attention in, like, my finance or law electives. So I feel like my school did a good job of trying to teach us life skills and how to use libraries and stuff. But Mm. I never paid attention. So it's really on me. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I think I got all my financial education from Reddit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was part of that from very, very early on. Um, everything else, and I, I learned mostly, you know, how to learn, study skills, that sort of thing I learned from YouTube. Yeah. And listening to podcasts, which is actually what helped me do well at school. Um yeah, I think that life skills 
are very much up to you to develop. I don't think yeah. that school does anything. I don't think school should do anything to teach you life skills. Like the people who are smart enough can just Google it. They can listen to good podcasts. They can get recommendations from their friends. It's really an open world out there now, and you don't need school to guide you um, to get the, that sort of information. So, yeah. yes, school didn't teach me, but also, if anyone wants to, they can always go out and get that information. And I think that in high school, especially in the early years when you have the time. That's a good time to familiarize yourself with that sort of life lessons. Yeah. There's also some information which you um, kind of is age dependent. Like you wouldn't re- if you got advice for say how to g- have a good relationship with someone long term. You wouldn't necessarily resonate with that information until you've been through an experience where something didn't work out or maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some sort of a a really potent experience. Until you've been through that, you won't really relate to it. Yeah, that's true. Like high schoolers are really young, and I think all they've known is just study, study, and study. And VCE school is the most important thing in their lives at that point. So, I think even if they wanted some life skills, they probably wouldn't really go out of their way to find it. Because I know that the most important thing in my life was my ATAR.、Um, I like. Wouldn't give a shit about taxes. Like I don't even need to do taxes at that age.、Um, exactly. So yeah, why bother learning when you don't have to at the moment? So yeah, but I think, I think people should, you know, maybe nowadays, maybe try to get a mentor or something, like someone you can meet every week,、um, just to talk about life, and、mm. I don't know, get some nuggets of wisdom from them. I feel like that's a smart idea because you don't get stuck in the whole school study school. Or even、thing. someone who's like on the same plane as you. you yeah. Know, the mentor. It's not like a mentor mentee relationship. It can just be friends, and you just talk、True. through your struggles. And they might be ahead of you in some parts, and you might be ahead of them in some parts. And then you kind of complement each other, and you work off、um, each other's weaknesses.、So. Yeah. Maybe start a podcast with them as well. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. I'm your mentor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm actually paying her a thousand dollars an、yes. hour. Yes. Yeah. That's.、Uh, uh, she teaches me how to take care of my plants.、Mm. You're not doing a really good job at it. <laughs> I have failed. <laughs> It's failed. It's gonna cost、she、you more money. You didn't even tell me what plant to buy. <laughs> I did. <laughs> They were too expensive. Okay, I'm trying to be financially responsible here. Okay, put your Reddit knowledge to use. And... <laughs> <sighs> yeah, nah, it's not too good when they die though.、Mm. Anyway,、um, good teachers and bad teachers. Ooh, so, spicy. Yeah, I know. What was your Worst experience with a a teacher. I guess for me, it was mostly just teachers not showing up for class or、um, splitting up the class into two different groups or like just yeah、um, being 
Yeah, I think I, I ended up getting suspended once because <laughs> someone pushed me into a door. Oh my god! And you got suspended but... for that. <laughs> I know. What did I do? <laughs> Apparently, I aggravated the other guy、oh、gosh, enough to, for him to push me into a door. Deep, it's a menace. So... <laughs> so we both ended up getting suspended. So funny. <laughs> so, yeah, facts. But yeah, what、um, what have your bad teachers been like? Um, I don't know. I think there's two different types of really bad teachers I've experienced in my life. So, the first one,、um, there was this Malaysian teacher,、um, and okay, she's called Mrs. Ganesh. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> name and shame. <laughs> Um, yes, Mrs. Garnish, if you're listening to this, I'm still mad at you for one time. <laughs> It's been like ten years. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, no, she was like my high school teacher, high school history teacher in Malaysia, and she was so mean. She okay, first of all, she preferred boys over girls, so she would constantly like berate girls and, I guess, verbally shame. Them in front of all the other like classmates when they get something wrong,、mm. and she also had like a lot of favorites. So I was definitely not her favorite. I I don't know why. I don't think I did anything. <laughs> But basically, um, she um made us memorize a lot of history facts, and then she, I mean, she would call on us each lesson, and then every lesson we'd be like really panicking before the class starts and. Trying to bury our noses into our books, memorizing like what color, like tunics were in eighteen forty three. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> basically she'd call on us every lesson and tell us like to name something from history or memorize certain fact, and we had to regurgitate it. And then if we didn't do, if we like got one detail wrong, we'd like get sent to the back of the classroom as like punishment, and then. Like if it got really bad, like we would face some, you know, hailstorms coming from us. <laughs> and I guess like we always got really scarred because I mean we can't really memorize the whole thing. This is why I still make myself memorize stuff to this day because I feel like I need to prove myself or something by having a good memory. But yeah,、um, yeah, she was really mean to everybody, and she also one day、um, called me to stay back after class one day. And、mm-hmm. it was just her and a new teacher in the room. She listed my grade. She was like, "Okay, Huilin, you got like what'd you get for science? A, a B.、Uh, what'd you get for math? An A.、Uh, it's not a great A. It's only eighty." And then she would do this for all my subjects. And then she would say something like, "You're not doing too well compared to last semester." And my grades weren't even bad. I wasn't even failing anything. I wasn't even getting Cs. Just like A and As and Bs.、Um, mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, you're not doing too great. Um, are you doing too much orchestra? Are you playing too much music? Because I was really musical in school. Maybe you shouldn't be a prefect. Maybe you should like cut back on your extracurriculars. Like, how can you do this? You're so bad at your studies. And she like berate me in front of this new teacher. And I felt like it was some type of really sick power trick that she was playing to show the new teacher like who was boss. And I just felt really disgusted. And the culture wasn't really to talk back to teachers. I was sort of like paralyzed of anger, and、yeah. yeah, I just like 
didn't really stand up for myself. I just left when she told me to leave, and I never forgot it. <laughs> I'm now 22 and still talking about this in the podcast. But yeah, um, I feel like she's done this to like a lot of other people as well. So yeah, no, that was a really bad teacher. I'm sorry, you had to go through no, that. That's fine. Like, did she? Did she ever like do parent-teacher interviews or anything? Um. Yeah, my mom also really hated her because she asked my mom really oh, inappropriate questions, like, "Oh, like why are you moving to Australia?" and kind of trying to really pry into our personal lives and in a really judgmental mm. way. And she would like call my mom on a personal cell phone and ask her really weird stuff. So I don't know why she did that. Yeah. So if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> you'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get so angry at her, like, when I came back home from school. I used to, like, cry to my mom about what she did to me that day. <laughs> my mom would be like, oh, not again. <laughs> I've never had that bad of an experience. That's good. I think the worst parent-teacher experience I've had is, like, uh, one of my, my English teacher in year 12 was like, hey, I don't think English is for everyone. Wait, <laughs> 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 okay. that's so funny. Just stop speaking it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of my fault. I didn't. I read all the summaries rather than reading the actual books. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to this day, I have never read um, Hannah Kent's book. Um, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, I don't even remember the name anymore because I never read the That's book. So funny. <laughs> welcome to my my high school life that's okay it was a science school so exactly i I read the science textbooks yep yep (laughs) yeah um school in australia and comparing that with school overseas that's an interesting one yeah in terms of academic focus, I think we've already kind of talked about it. Yeah. Um, but from, yeah, from what I, I've heard, it's like a lot more rigorous outside of Australia, right? Um, I think if you reflect on what some of your cousins or like your family friends are going through, if they, if you were to do year 12 there, what you would have gone through, what would that look like? Well, that would have looked like a VCE equivalent exam in year six and then again in year Mm -hmm. nine and then a really important one in year 11 so it ends in year 11 um and then after that you'd go to something called like college or this is like pre-uni yeah and then you'd have to take like actual year 12 there and then go to a uni so yeah, that's and so what your it year eleven like. exam determines which college you get into. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of pressure would have been put onto the year nine exams, um, the year nine VC exams, because that's when you get selected and put into the business stream or the science stream. And no one wanted to go into the business stream. So yeah, um, Jeez, I think it's like social suicide. Yeah, like literally, if you went into the business stream, then your life would just be changed forever. It would have been so embarrassing. Is it actually? Like, for those people who are kind of thinking of going down the business stream, yeah. would you say that your, their life is going to be ruined? Or um, Well, not now. Back then, yes, I do think their mm. lives would have been ruined if they went to the business stream, which is funny because I did commerce in uni. Um, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, right? But basically, if you go to the business stream, you're like dumb as a rocks and you're not smart 
And then if you go to the science stream, you're like, everything, you're really smart. And, you know, it, it's a lot of pressure as well because your results get, yeah. like, publicly displayed and in, like, an assembly and they recite how many A's you got. And, yeah, you need to, like, uphold that reputation, especially if you have leadership positions in school yeah. too. So, I don't know, I guess weirdly toxic environment there. Competitive and highly like there's a lot of tests to do before you can get to a state where you can actually get a job basically. yeah pretty much no one really thinks of yeah. jobs they all just think of grades getting good grades yeah exactly and because that's what they look for right like when you're going for uni or even when you're going for jobs there's a lot more focus on on grades mm. yeah in india it's very very competitive it's like <clears throat> and it's even worse because a lot of these universities, they don't have any sort of standardized test. So it's not like the VCE where you do one exam and then you use that across all the universities. Mm -hmm. You have to do a different exam for each university and that exam is customized to that uni. So if you're going for IIT, which is like the top institution in India, you'll have to do like the J triple e or jwe or something that sounds so and intense it is basically a you know how the melbourne high mcrob test is yeah numerical reasoning verbal reasoning um it's like that it uses pretty basic maths like what you'd use in high school but it's super tough to kind of work your brain around that math it's not testing what's done in class it's basically testing your critical reasoning skills so like if you can solve riddles and solve puzzles you'll be really good at those sorts of it questions. sounds like a umat um test it is it's quite a similar thing to the umat or even the gam set i think would be Ooh, a, a better one yikes. which is more because it has actual content it's not like umat where it's just testing your intelligence um based on your know, basic knowledge you should have knowledge of calculus for example because they will test you on it but it's you don't need that good calculus it's more just you have to sit there and work it out on the spot yeah and that's the most difficult thing about it and yeah so it's like every uni is different obviously year 10 you need to do an exam year six you need to do an exam i kind of just skipped everything because i came here in <laughs> earlier than you did yeah. i came here in year three so I skipped a lot of those those tough exams, but I'm kind of lucky in that way. But I have cousins, and um, I know people in India, like friends of friends, who have struggled and kind of it's really hard to keep up. And then in terms of jobs, yeah, you literally have to be the cream of the crop to even land a decent role. So. Yeah, that's where it's very very tough it sounds pretty scary i think we're really lucky to be here mm, yeah and here like tradies make 40 an hour 50 an hour yeah. more than we do <laughs> that's so true <laughs> so much more than we do yeah exactly mm. and it's a very different sort of environment because no one's forced into going into uni and you know you can choose whether you want to do it or not and you can be successful either way mm. Should we talk about extracurriculars yeah. before we round it up? Let's get to it. Which ones did you do? Can I guess? Um, I know you did violin. You don't, You know one of mine, definitely. I did it for almost 10 years. Wait, you did violin too? 
No. I did violin, but not for 10 years. Oh, okay. I did it for like two years. Oh. And it was only for, <laughs> if I got principal's discretion for like, sorry, for Melbourne High or for Nossel, right. I'd be able to use violin as like an extracurricular. So that's why I did violin. That's the only reason I did one. Okay. I played in the fucking choir. Listen to this. I played in the choir. You don't play the in choir, the choir. Like the... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, the the place where a lot of violinists gather together and play a music, a piece of music. I did that. And um, the entire time, I was not even playing my little Oh my violin. god, you're ever... <laughs> no, that's so embarrassing. Deep. <laughs> no one noticed, okay? I'm sure. Until they my noticed. parents reviewed the tape. Oh no. They're just like, what the fuck, dude? Are you even playing? <laughs> no. Fake it till you I'm make it, out. but you didn't actually make it though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I played tennis for ten oh, years. Oh yeah, tennis. So yes. I started back when I was like in year seven, I think. Yeah. And then I ended off in uni sometime and yeah throughout that time just wanted to get out and do something different I think playing outside in the heat kind of did things to me and I don't think that maybe a different sport would have been a bit better maybe Um, badminton maybe about badminton or something yeah that would have been more um healthy (laughs) health Because, like, you know, half the time we it was either raining or it was, like, really hot. And that was just really hard to play in. Um, so, yeah, badminton would have definitely helped there. But, hey, I enjoyed tennis. I played it um, with friends, with... Uh, I went on, into, like, a tennis club, a club and then played it there. And, yeah, it was really good. Other than that, I didn't really do many other extracurriculars at high school. I did become part of some societies and I did like some, you know, basic kind of IT stuff, like making videos for them or making like PowerPoint decks and stuff. But other than that, really very limited. And because my skill set was also very limited, I think, at the time. I wanted to get more involved. But again, as we mentioned before, it's just like, hey... Grades or um, extracurriculars, pick one. And, yeah. you know, tutoring came in the way and, like, a lot of other things came in the way and I just didn't bother. Yeah. Yeah. When did you leave violin? Um, when did I leave violin? Never mm-hmm. really Like, when did you, it. when was your last lesson? Oh, <laughs> like, probably year 12, I think. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really need the teacher anymore, and like I passed Look my. I mean, like I think. Play my ear. <laughs> I think everyone needs a teacher, but a teacher wasn't really necessary for me anymore because. Um... She felt that she was better than the teacher. <laughs> yes, That's the reason why. <laughs> and also, I decided not to do a music performance as a VCU subject because you only get like what two people over forty, and I didn't want to risk it. Yeah, that's pretty much why. When did I leave? I still like played in orchestras after uni. I played in a Monash orchestra and some mm-hmm. other external ones, but nothing with a strong commitment. I think I just like played casually after. So yeah, that's my kind of my only extracurricular at school. 
Along with hockey, I did a lot of hockey. But wow, you still have your jaw. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to wear a mouse guard and everything, so uncomfortable. I couldn't play in the finals though because my parents were worried that my fingers would break and I couldn't do my violin. They're worried about your fingers. Yeah, because it's like not like your face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because you need to hold a stick and you're like hitting the ball around of the stick, right? And then they, they were just like worried. <laughs> Rather than worrying about like her face, they're worried about what she writes with, I which know. is her fingers. No, it's not what I write with. It's what I play violin with because my diploma <laughs> exam was really, really close okay. and I had to pass that exam. So I passed it, which is great, but couldn't play hockey anymore. So <laughs> sacrifices <laughs> had to be made for violin. Oh, well, that's okay. You can play hockey. <laughs> yep. Come to Canberra. <laughs> Have all the land I need for hockey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, I think we've had a very diverse kind of experience throughout high school. Maybe we could have been involved in a bit more in terms of extracurricular. Maybe we could have learned a little bit more things that are outside of the curriculum. But, hey, you know, we prioritize things that were important to us at the time. And I think that's... That served us okay. I don't think it served us really well, mm. but like yeah, it I, wasn't I terrible. Regret. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like people. Do you think like when you look at people who have fun, do you envy them? Do you think like, oh, what if I would have had fun in my time at high school? Not really. Do you think that way? No. Right? Oh, yeah. I see. I feel like you can have fun at any moment in your life if you really wanted to. So it's not really something that you're missing out on constantly. Yeah. And I feel that, you know, I didn't really miss out on much. And also um, the only thing that I regret, again, is not doing things, not stopping studying for a little bit and like doing my own projects and stuff. That I do regret. But I enjoyed it. It was okay. Yeah. And... I think if I would have not done that, if I would have just um, had fun, I would have looked back and say, oh, but what if I would have studied? My life would have turned out so much better. Mm, Yeah. Right. So it's always the grass is greener. Exactly. Everything you do, you're going to look back and say, like, oh, I could have done this better. So I think we did the Mm. best we could. We made the decisions we thought we were, like, were right at the time. So... Can't really oh, damn it, deep. Moving blame all the way to 16 Canberra. year old me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you're going to say that <laughs> in 30 years <laughs> when you're still in Canberra, single, alone. <laughs> in 30 years? Oh, wow. Are you trying to manifest something for me? <laughs> in 30 years? You mean in like, I've already said that and I'm going to say that for the next six months, probably more. <laughs> okay. Let's make it six months. You'll be back in Melbourne <laughs> in six months' time. Oh, I don't know if I want to be locked down again. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every 10 weeks, Melbourne has at least a lockdown oh, or two. We've had so many. Uh, yeah, I left in a very good time, and then they had another one, mm. which uh, Huilin's been doing some self-development in. So much of finding myself. Yes. So much of finding herself <laughs> with her interview preparation. Yeah. No. But no, um, that was really good. I think we 
we talked a lot about high school. We talked a lot about the different approaches that we had transitioning from Australia, sorry, transitioning to Australia. And yeah, I think overall, we've both had a very interesting experience from our own perspectives, mm. which is really good. Yeah. It's really important to have kind of our own perspective and put that on, on tape. Yeah, very fruitful discussion before we're 60 and we forget everything. So, I know. hello, 60-year-old At least we me. still remembered what BCE subjects I we know, did. I know, right? Imagine at 60, we're going to be like, ah, uh, was methods still a thing? Did I do English? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to forget that one. Uh. <laughs> I'm always going to cringe about my, my English. It's okay. But that's okay. That's right. You're a management All consultant. Right. You can't be better at English than you are now. Well, it's not for everyone, right? Mm, not for everyone. According to my English teacher. <laughs> to my dad. Oh my god. Well, that's actually really sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, that was a good chat, I think. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us on Two Eggs on Toast. We'll be releasing another episode soon, so stay tuned for that. But um. Yeah, leave us any feedback on iTunes and we will see you all in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Any final thoughts, Huilin? Nope. <laughs> nope. Not really. Grow your plants. Yes, grow your plants. Don't let them die. Stay Water hydrated well. and sleep Stay early. Hydrated. Okay, signing off now. <laughs> sleep early. <laughs> Bye. Advice that we give but don't follow. Yeah. Okay. All right, see you guys. Goodbye. Bye.